Welcome to episode 33 of the Through the Point podcast. This week I was fortunate enough to have on the man, Johannes Vetter, the interview that everyone has been asking for for months. It finally happened. He was an incredibly like cool and normal guy, which is something I felt awesome because obviously he's such a talented athlete. As javelin throwers, we all know who he is, but if anyone doesn't, he's the second best thrower of all time, currently the best thrower in the world, and had the best throw in I don't know how many years this year with 97-76, uh, about a month and a half back, I think, something like that. But yeah, he was super awesome. It was obviously cool to hear about his career, but he also got a little bit personal, and it was just good to know more behind the man who is such a talented thrower, like I said. So really appreciate him taking the time to come on. I know you all will enjoy this one and share it as much as you can. As always, thanks for listening and enjoy. I'm here with a man who I don't think needs any introduction. Uh, I make sure I don't mess up this interview because this is probably going to be my most listened to one coming on. Uh, I'm with Johannes Vetter, the 97-meter man. Uh, Johannes, thanks for coming on the podcast, and how are things going? Yeah, thanks a lot, Scott. Hi. How are you doing right now? I guess you said you're already busy as fuck <laughs> getting back into your training, <laughs> uh, coming off of that great season. Like, what are you up to right now uh, as the winter progresses, I guess? Uh, yeah, after the after my last competition, after the East stuff in Berlin, um, I had some days off, so I spent some time in Italy for holidays. Um, and yeah, uh, right after after the holidays, I was feeling really good. Um, the body was feeling really good. Also, the mentality was still really good. I was <laughs> I, I, I wasn't that. I mean, I wasn't that tired. So. Um, I was running a lot, uh, running a lot in the forest, uh, just to, um, to yeah, to develop my my endurance a little bit. And now it's the third week. I'm in the in the, in the real winter preparation, the winter winter training, and makes a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, have a lot of things to do. I mean, um, I'm 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 a member of of our city parliament here in Offenburg, and yeah, I have some some other projects. So yeah, I'm a bit busy, but training is going well, and uh, the body is healthy, and and the mentality is yeah, really focused on the next year. So um, I'm pretty fine. Absolutely, yeah, that's awesome to hear. And I'm sure, like you said, uh, mentally, you're you're pretty set after that season you had. So uh, really looking forward to next season. And did you just say you were a member of the parliament of where you're at, or like what is that? I, I that's not even on my question sheet, but I definitely didn't know that, and I want to hear a little more about it. Um, uh, oh yeah, it's, it, it's, um, I mean, I mean, as I know that, uh, the, the, um, the kind of, of election in the U S like you have, <laughs> uh, at the moment is, is, is really old and it's, it's, um, maybe, um, in, in my mind is the, the, the democracy, um, especially in the U S is maybe, um, not the best one. <laughs> uh, but it, it's my it's, it's it's my opinion because I know the difference in Germany. So um, yeah, every every city have has their their own small parliament with uh, in in our case uh, with forty members. Yeah, and we we talking uh, a lot about some some problems and some issues in in our city, and we we just try to 
to to develop to to grow up and um, to find solutions and yeah it uh, doesn't matter if it's about traffic it's about new buildings about education in, in school um yeah about kindergartens or um especially for the sports um yeah that's something we we discuss and uh, we try to to improve that's awesome I, it's definitely something i didn't know about you but it's just uh, like the most interesting man in the world, like those Dos Equis commercial. Uh, he's got javelin thrown in parliament. I didn't, didn't know it, but uh, that's really cool to hear. So do you want to start, I guess, just at the beginning and talking about your athletic background growing up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think we, we, we need another uh, podcast um, <laughs> that I can uh, uh, fill up with all the information. Um, yeah, I started in the... In the age of six, I started with track and field. Um, I was a really active young boy. Uh, um, uh, I tried to to go uh, on the outside uh, every time, and yeah, my my mom was um, yeah sending me to the uh, to the track and field club um, really close to uh, to the place um, where we are living. And yeah, then then I was starting with track and field. So yeah, uh, at the beginning I was doing um, every everything like hurdles, uh, jumping, um, long runs, uh, and yeah. Um, so in, in in Germany it's uh, like that you start throwing with balls. So with the 80 gram ball and with the 200 gram ball, and in the age of I think. 12 or 13, I was I was going from uh, from a normal school and into into the sports school, and yeah, uh, and I think in the under in the age of under 16, um, I specialized myself to the to the javelin, and yeah, that's where I started. That's really interesting, just because I've seen that a lot of with the international throwers, like many of them started javelin out earlier and also started. Um, just track and field in general at a much younger age compared to American throwers or a lot of times in baseball, basketball, soccer, different things like football. And then eventually they just, high school, they're just like, hey, I'm going to throw the javelin where it seems like a lot of the international people start in those sports or like you said, track and field clubs and different things like that at a younger age and like really grow up in it. So that's an interesting uh, difference I've noticed, I guess, through the process. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, maybe it's uh, the, the biggest difference um between between um yeah between the us and then and, and between germany because usually you start with track and field in the in the younger ages of course there are some guys um or some girls um, starting with gymnastics and then uh, going to track and field uh, especially the the, po the pole builders um yeah but uh, usually when you are in the in the sports then you are uh, in in the sports um yeah maybe not for the for the whole life but uh, for a longer time yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense and sorry to anyone if, i don't know if you can even hear it but there's someone like <laughs> yeah. mowing the lawn right next to my literally right outside my window right now and it just like <laughs> keeps going off so i don't know if i can even cut it out we'll see if i can cut it out but my apologies to anybody i'll try and like cover up the microphone no, or, or mute myself no worries Johannes is talking <laughs> so when you started the javelin were you really like naturally good at it immediately or was there a period where you had to be adjusted to it uh not not really i mean uh i, I started i think with the, in the, the under 16 i started with the 600 gram and 
I think I started with, with uh, something about 40 meters and then the in the second year with 48 meters. Um, then I was going to the 700 and the under 18. I was going to 58 uh, in the first year and in the second year to 68 meters. And then in the, in the under 20, the, the first year with the um, with the men's javelin, with the 800 gram javelin, I was throwing um, 71.60 at the under 20 European Championship um, in the qualification. So. I, I was not a I was not a neutral talent. I had uh, to work a lot, and uh, yeah, especially the change of of the city and the change to 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 my current coach to Boris. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, was the was the main reason. Um, uh, yeah, that I um, yeah improved that good. Yeah, and that's something I think one should give hope to the listeners, but also something I want to talk about later. I'm not even gonna. I don't know if it's a spoiler because anyone can Google it, but just like the progression you have had from 2010 until now is just amazing. And as you said, it's like, just takes a lot of work. Like you, you weren't immediately throwing 90 meters. You didn't come out born throwing 90 meters. There was a lot of work that came into it. Uh, and to get to that level you're at. Yeah. I mean, I mean there's uh, also so, uh, a big difference. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot of uh, young throwers who, who throw uh, crazy, crazy far and, and, um, I mean, especially um, Brian, Brian Toledo was uh, or is in my same age, or I think he's one year older than me. Um, I think he's nine. He's ninety-three. Um, he was born in nineteen ninety-three, so um, he was uh, throwing crazy good with the seven hundred, but uh, he he never um, improved that good with the eight hundred. So um, yeah. Um, I think it's it's better to 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 didn't throw that far and. It's uh, um, also good to um, don't get that many uh, medals in the in the in the, <laughs> in the young and in, in the younger in the under eighteen under twenty championships. Um, yeah, um, at least the most important thing to to have the gold medal um, in in the world championships, Europeans or at the Olympics. Right, absolutely. And wasn't he? something like 88 meters with the 700 gram or something like that or 90 or 89 oh, yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's absolutely incredible to think that like yeah i don't know this just speaks for itself i guess and obviously rest in peace with him but um yeah like incredible talent but crazy to see that he was able to do that and like you said he never got i mean he was still a great thrower but like when you're throwing that far you would assume 95 like it's on 90 plus with the 800 but uh, definitely yeah. a different different adjustment. So do you want to talk a little bit about just the athletic system in Germany, like schools and clubs and different things like that? Obviously, you mentioned you were at the track and field club and went to some type of sports school or like just what is that system like? Because I don't really know much about it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it depends where, where you are living in Germany. I mean, um, in the East, um, we have still um, the, um, the, the, or the school system especially for the for the sports is um nearly the same um like um before the um yeah um before germany comes together um so we have in in the bigger towns we have still the the some sports elite schools um where you can do your your first exams there and um yeah, it was like uh, especially in the in in my last years in school, I had like um, 
four or five five hours of school every day so i had a lot of time to train in the morning and to train in the afternoon so um yeah the whole the whole day is really focused on on your training and on the sports um yeah so it's pretty it's it's pretty cool but i mean if i if i compare it with with, with the um, also with the with the us i i heard i mean also with the, the system on the on the universities um i heard about i don't know um how how many or, or how much money um especially austin or texas uh, uh getting in, in in this university i mean in germany it's something like three or four hundred million euro um, but for the whole sports and i mean there are a lot of universities in the u.s who has nearly the same money but just for the university you know or for the sports in the university so right right exactly um, it's 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 really it's really it's uh, some yeah it depends it, it depends um how your level is but it's it's quite tough in germany uh, in germany to to grow up um uh, and depends depends on the on on your sport as well i mean the the, the soccer players in germany they get a lot of money and they um yeah they have no big no, no bigger problems and they are really um uh, yeah uh, have a really good standing in the in the media um so um the track and field is not that bad but if i compare it with, with other sports like for, for example for, for wrestling or rowing or something else uh it's really tough uh, for them to yeah um um to mm, yeah to um to get the the how can i explain it um a better position especially in the media right. yeah. yeah i guess this is skipping a little bit ahead but how are you viewed within germany like uh, you mentioned obviously the soccer and, and football what it, i guess is probably what you call it, but like oh my this lawnmower it's one stop <laughs> it's ridiculous but how are you viewed like to the public are you more are you like a celebrity athlete or is someone like they would just recognize you or is it like what is that because obviously in in the u.s we don't have people throwing 97 meters but even like the top track and field athletes i would assume unless it's maybe like the best sprinter or something like that would walk down the street yeah. and people would just be like or not even know who that is yeah i mean uh it, it depends i mean here in my hometown I'm, um i mean also in this area i'm i'm one of the only professional athletes so um, a lot of people knows me, but um, yeah, uh, after the big, after the youth throw in September and in Poland, um, it was uh, the, the um, yeah, I had a good reputation of the medias in, in, in Germany, but I mean, I was a bit lucky because uh, uh, there were no, no other sports in the, in the media at this, uh, uh, right, right. On those, uh, at this time. Um, because of the of the corona situation um so yeah uh i wouldn't i wouldn't um uh, describe <laughs> me as a as a celebrity or as a sports <laughs> celebrity but um yeah i think um because um i'm a person who um yeah who, who are like fighting a bit for 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 sports rights or for for rights of the athletes and mm -hmm. i mean if there are some problems especially for the federation uh, in the federation then 
and uh, I'm not a person who um, who's uh, uh, talking nothing. I'm a person who talk, who is talking about the problems. Um, right. So yeah, um, I think the reputation uh, is is not that bad. Yeah, that, that's probably the parliament side of you uh, coming out and making sure you want to solve the problems with the athletes. But uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's always just interesting to know because, like I said, here I know that the javelin throwers are not getting any recognition, but you never know when you're – that's one of the more prominent sports uh, in, in different countries. You never know how much they're recognized. And everyone's pretty much said the same as you. They'll, they'll say, yeah, I get recognized, but they, they're not necessarily like – the top dog in the sport or in, in sports like you said and, and especially in germany with the soccer like i'm sure that's really got to be the big one yeah i mean i mean maybe you can't come you, you definitely can't compare germany with finland i mean um, <laughs> yeah. for, for example when i was throwing in turku in the 91 this year i was um a day after i was going through the city um and a lot of guys uh, were coming coming to me and uh, Want to taking a picture on the autograph, and I was like, "Whoa, it's, it's crazy!" <laughs> I mean, um, I'm not in my my my. I have no uh, sports clothes, and and um, yeah, so it's it, it's different than in Germany, but uh, yeah, yeah. For me, it's for me, it's fine. I I don't need uh, maybe um, that much. Uh, um, yeah, recognition. Yeah, yeah, I think that. That, that I was going to say that too is sometimes that might even be better because it's like with the fame comes a lot of problems sometimes so <laughs> not not the worst thing to be yeah. popular but not like completely under the cameras all the time. I think a good balance is is, is not a bad. <laughs> yeah that, that reminds me that or your time in Finland reminds me with Mike Hazel if you know him the American thrower from like I don't know when he when he stopped throwing he's in his 30s now but I, I interviewed him a while back and he said I think he was in like France or something and there were a bunch of kids like there was a bus that all the athletes were getting off and all these kids were asking for his like gear this might have been Cyrus actually I, I can't remember it was one of those two it was saying that they're asking for all the gear and he's like these kids don't even know who I am they just know I'm an athlete because I'm getting off the bus like they're not even yeah. they don't even care who I am but yeah. uh, that, that's pretty funny do you want to talk about your affiliation with the Saxony State Police and like how does that system work? Because I, I read that also on Wikipedia. I didn't know anything about that. And that's obviously the English translation. I don't know what the proper term is, but yeah. like just what is that whole uh, relationship like? Yeah, I mean, uh, as you said, I, I was born in Dresden and um, after after my school, um, yeah, I, um, um, I started um, for education. Um, to, to get a police or to be a police officer uh, in Saxony and um, the system works like that you that the education is going from September until uh, January and uh, the rest of your time you, you have to, you order the rest of the time you train at home and um, just training um, yeah but I was there just for one year because after that after that, I was uh, changing uh, to Boris, and then I was uh, going to the German army. And in the German army, it's a little bit like uh, that you, yeah, have to be there sometimes. It's maybe it depends um, between uh, two, two to four weeks uh, in a year uh, where you do some military and some sports stuff, and and that's it. And you get uh, you get paid like a normal soldier. Okay. Um, but 
uh, yeah, you have enough time to train, you have enough time to go for the training camps and, and for the competitions. Uh, and yeah, that works really, really well. And I think it's like more than 60% of all the, the German medals um, are from the from the sports socials in Germany. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. So that's got to be a great relationship then, obviously, if that percentage is coming like it's working so it's really cool to hear that and that's something like I said I wouldn't have known if I didn't do the research uh yeah research is my research is reading Wikipedia basically so it's not like I'm doing digging that deep into it but if I didn't do that I would have never thought about that but that's pretty cool and while we're talking about like getting paid and stuff like what do you what is your relationship with uh and like agents and sponsorships and stuff like how easy are those for you to get and how many of those I guess would you have um, yeah, it it it, it uh, even depends how far I, you are throwing or how how many medals you you achieve. <laughs> uh, you, you achieve. Um, so um, yeah, of course I have some. I have uh, two two bigger um, two bigger sponsors um, uh, and and uh, uh, Nike as a yeah as a sponsor as well and. Um, yeah, uh, I have two agents. One agent for the for the competitions, and another agent for the for the whole marketing. Um, my my marketing manager is, is Robert Harting, the former discus thrower. So, yeah, um, I think I'm well prepared with 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 these guys. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, and it's cool because, like I said, I've heard so many different things where it's like people. It's really distance based, obviously, and like when you're putting up the distance you put, I'm sure there's no shortage of it. But like even people that are good throwers are still struggling because it's just like, in terms of fan attention to the sport, like event, like sprinters are even going to get more attention. So unless you're throwing 90 plus meters, there's not even that many eyes on you, even if you're an incredible athlete. But uh, yeah, yeah. I I think it also depends on your um yeah on your spirit on your authenticity and and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and yeah maybe how you can talk with people as well and um, yeah i mean with, with robert robert is, is is really good in in that and i mean i can also speak on a, on a good level with, with other persons and yeah so um I'm, I'm really happy with also with um with the financial stuff so um it could be worse so. yeah absolutely do you want to talk about now this is like another thing when i was looking at your results i'm really interested in is your progression from 2010 to 2013 was you went 2010 this is correct me if i'm wrong you also said you had the yeah. proper results who knows if this is yeah. reliable but yeah so well, maybe so maybe so maybe i said yeah you could go there talk about that because there's <laughs> it looks like it was jumping up and down and then but then there was like a, a huge jump to like oh wow this is like far now like how did that time go and yeah you can i guess correct uh correct any mistakes i have yeah yeah i started um in, in 2010 it was my my last year in the under 18 i was throwing the 68 meters uh and then in 2011 um, i saw the as i said a 71 60 um in the under 20 european championship in Estonia and in 2012 I had a stress fracture in my in my left feet um, because we did a lot of endurance shit and yeah it, it was <laughs> I was I was I wasn't the age of uh, let me think in, yeah, I wasn't the age of, of 19 and I was overtrained so 
yeah. something went really really wrong i mean this was also a reason why i changed the, the coaches and so in 2012 i was showing like something like 61 or 62 something like that and in 2013 i was um yeah was uh healthier so i was throwing the the 76 76 meters 48 uh, 58 so um and in 2014 i was throwing 79 75 uh and then um with this with this distance i had a chance to change to the to the german army and to change to boris and since then i think the the, the rest is history so then i i started i started to um to improve and improve and improve so i think in 2014 i was fifth at the german championship and one year after with the work with Boris, I uh, was throwing 85 in, in Jena and I was seventh at the World Championship in Beijing. One year after, I was, uh, was throwing um, 80, 89 uh, in, in, at the East of Berlin and two or three weeks before, I was fourth in Rio, Rio at the Olympics and one year after, I threw the, the national record with 94.44 or the old national record with 94.44 yeah. in, in it's in broken Luzern. now. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and yeah, getting the world uh, championship title, and yeah, in 2018, um, I had a problem with my uh, the, the the problems in my left ankle started um, at the at the German championship. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that was two weeks before the Europeans. Um, started in Berlin, um, so I had a lot of issues in Berlin at the Europeans. That's why I was uh, just uh, on on the fifth place. And yeah, I ended also, or the, the season ended a, a bit earlier for me because of the of the problems in my feet. And we tried to fix it. Um, and in 2000, yeah, 2018, my mother died in, in November, and in 2019, I yeah. Had still the problems in my feet, and in the summer 2019, we um, we uh, find out what's the problem in the in the ankle and the feet, um, and yeah, the the guys told me that I uh, really need uh, a surgery, and I said okay, um, I will, uh, I try my my best to. Um, to go to Doha to the World Championship and yeah I was going to the doctor like for one or two times per week getting the injections in my in my feet with, with cortisone and all the stuff um, yeah uh, to have not that much pain uh, yeah then I get bronze in in Doha and for four or five days after I get the surgery and then I had a long rehab and yeah uh, then I was throwing 97 this year that's that's the short form of <laughs> yeah the, there's the progression like before we get going with more questions i guess got to point out how bad wikipedia is in terms of numbers because like there was so many numbers you said that are not even close to what the numbers were like it said 2010 it said you threw 51 meters and you said you threw 68 so uh, wikipedia is wrong there i guess and then it said i think in 2013 it said you threw 83 and you said you were you threw like yeah. 76 or 78 so I don't yeah. know. I don't know who put those some, numbers in, but <laughs> yeah, no, some some numbers. If you if you put the if you put the German the German language or the or the German side on Wikipedia, then you then you see all the the season bests and mm. um, yeah year by year. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Guess I guess I need to look a little deeper in that or ask the people before I post it because that's fake. I, I was selling you short and then I sold you too high with the 83, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good good coverage of your progression. Do you want to talk about Coic, the like the experience of the 2016 Olympics? And as you said, you finished just off the podium in fourth place. Like, how do you how did you feel about that? And how do you feel about it now? Like, how much of a driving force is that? for well I guess I would have said this year I mean it was supposed to be this year but now next year like how much is that uh driving you uh not not I mean 2016 with the fourth place I, I was so I was really really happy with the result I mean I know it was really close to bronze I think six centimeters behind Kishan um but for me it was a really really great result um uh, because I was I, I saw um, the the improvement of of uh, two years of training with Boris, so I'm I, and I'm improved in in two years. I'm improved from the fifth in Germany to the fourth in um, in the Olympics. Mm. So I I wasn't um, frustrated. I, I I I never I never was frustrated because of of six centimeters to bronze um yeah that's yeah that that's it that that's that's all and i mean uh, of course i'm 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 motivated um for for the next year um um but <clears throat> i don't have 2016 is, is not really in my mind um mm -hmm. i have so it's 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 nothing that i said okay in 2016 i was fourth now i have to be the first um it's I, I didn't i don't compare 2016 with 2020 or 21 with tokyo right I, I think that's good a good lesson in perspective as you said like the year before being fifth at german or the german championship the next year fourth at the olympics it's like it would be easy for someone like me or someone on the outside looking in be like oh you almost got third like whatever you got to be mad but it's like to on the inside it's like the improvements you had to make to get to that point over just the course of one year it, it speaks to the type of training you were doing, the success you had. Like, I, I think that's a really cool thing that you, you wouldn't hear if we didn't interview you, you know, like you, we can hear how, or look at it from an outsider's perspective, but from the personal side, it's like, man, I was already that close in that short of a time. Like, and obviously, as you said, you're motivated uh, now going forward, but it's like, that's, that's a pretty cool uh, perspective on it. So, and then do you want to go, I guess, talking about the, well, uh, let's go back to this. Do you want to talk about your first meet throwing over 90 meters? And was it that meet, uh, was it the same meet you threw 94-44? Or was that like, uh, or was there a separate meet uh, between that? No, I don't know. The the, the, the first time I, I throw over 90 was in Luzon in 2017. Um, I started the competition with 97-75. And yeah, I was really, really happy this barrier because uh, two days before I was throwing 89 at the German Championship um, and I really um, I really felt that it's uh, just a matter of time that I throw over 90 and um, yeah um, I was in a really good mood so uh, I was throwing the second attempt to 91 and the third attempt to 93 then I had uh, some some problems in my calf, so the calf was getting really really tight, and I was going to Boris and said, uh, "Boris, my calf is getting tight, so I think I will stop right now." And he said, "Yeah, you throw 93, but 
do what you are thinking uh, and do how you feel and uh, so I was going back to my to my uh, uh, to my clothes and to my stuff and then it was just like a um, like <laughs> um, uh, something who was who was telling me I don't I don't know it was really crazy some something uh, somebody tells me okay you uh, one more throw just do one more throw and then I was throwing a 94 and uh, yeah it was it was crazy good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is absolutely crazy. It seems like your progress comes in massive, massive jumps. <laughs> it's just like all of a sudden it's like yeah. not just ninety. It's like oh, it's ninety four, and then it's like oh, it's not ninety five. It's ninety seven, almost ninety eight. Like <laughs> you just make those yeah. massive, massive throws, uh, and it gets everybody excited about the sport. So I, we all appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but but I, th <clears throat> I think uh, that's the that's the, the most interesting uh, most interesting uh, thing in, in the javelin um, that you can improve um, really fast and, and really massive um, because yeah in, in, in such a you have so many movements in your whole body in such a short time uh, and yeah if if they work together then it's then it can go really 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 um, along and if they uh, didn't work uh, that good then yeah it can be really really short so <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's the most interesting thing i think yeah that's what i was going to say is like there's so so much margin for error that it allows for those big jumps because it's like like you said once everything actually hits right then it's just absolutely gone but there's just so many things you can mess up that when you do it wrong it's like you might not be throwing even near yeah. as far as you could just because you've been doing everything wrong <laughs> like it's uh yeah, like, definitely an interesting one which like when i first started i was just like i it's like a i love and hate that the javelin gives you the feedback immediately that when you did something wrong like it's like okay it's flying like that why did i do that and it just like it's good. Oh, wow. I know I did something wrong, but then it's like, well, why can't I fix it? So that's just like one of the biggest things when I first started was it would just annoy me. But uh, yeah, it's obviously, obviously a great sport, but just those type of things that it just will tell you, it'll tell you really quick if you did something wrong. Yeah, right there. Definitely. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, winning the 2017 world championship and how that went again, I guess, looking at that progression, as you said, from 2015, uh, the fifth place, then fourth place at the Olympics, and then now, or and then that year, being the number one in the world. Like, do you want to talk about just that experience of winning, and I guess what that meant to that progression of yours? Yeah, it was uh, it was a hard time uh, for me because um, my my mother get get um, uh, get the that that her uh, brain tumor um, like uh, one or two weeks before. Um, and then she get a surgery uh, one or two weeks um, uh, before the world championship in in, um, in London started. So for me it was like uh, on the one side I was um, yeah really really sad and uh, was thinking a lot um, also about the future of my mom. And on the other side I was in a really really crazy good mood and I was in a really good flow and. I, I knew it like um, even even uh, before that I will win because uh, I was pretty sure that my that my potential was much higher than uh, than the potential of the others. Um, so yeah, um, finally it it went well at the at the World Championship, and uh, my mother had the opportunity to watch it at home. 
Um, so uh, uh, really uh, quite quite after the um, World Championship, anybody of us was really, really happy. And of course, yeah, the, the, the media stuff was a little bit more and um, also, also some sponsors uh, uh, was, yeah. yeah, so it was a lot of new things, uh, a lot of good things, from, but um, the family situation was quite tough. Right, absolutely, and I, I completely understand that. But as you said, like it's just that was really your first time getting to that big, big level. Now it's like, wow, I'm really here now. Obviously, the Olympics is you're an Olympian forever, and that's always you're an elite athlete. But like to really be the number one in the world for a year uh, is something that not many people can say. So it was a, a, probably a good jump start to uh, what we're seeing now from you. So going transitioning to that, let's we got to talk about it. Just. I don't even know what to say. It's just like, I just said, just talk about everything surrounding that. Haha is what I wrote in the notes, 97 meter throw, just what the hell happened. And like, when you're looking at it in the air, when you see it land, like just what was all the emotions going into that? Uh, and just, yeah, just talk about it. I'm gonna let you go. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's really, it's really hard to separate all, all those feelings. Um, uh, when you release the javelin, um, um, when I'm, when I'm watching the video of the of the throw, I see that the, that the run-up was really dynamic. It was not too fast. I think the run-up was nearly the same, like in this in the in the throws before or in, in the whole year before. Um, really, it was on point. Really dynamic, um, with not too much speed. Um, yeah, and but the left block on the throw was. Uh, I mean, I have. I already have a really good uh, block, a really good left leg, but um, in, in yeah, in this throws, any anybody, uh, anything uh, comes together. Like yeah, I had a really long and really strong left leg, really really strong um, left block, and I had a really good position behind my left leg. So I had a lot of yeah, a lot um, or a longer way to um, to to build up energy and to build up tension to build up the speed and yeah when I released the javelin I, I felt in my body that like an like an like an explosion like uh, the tension was really massive and and I felt that it's that it's going uh, over ninety but uh, <laughs> I was thinking a bit thinking like okay maybe it's going like over ninety three ninety four and uh, adjusting. I just remember that I saw the javelin and it was really good on, on point. Um, yeah, and, and then it calms down and I was like, okay, that was that was really far. I think maybe it's like <laughs> over ninety-five. And then I watched on the on the on the um like what's the name for it? Um the the box where the the yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I watched on this I watched on the on the thing and then and, and, it was ninety seven seventy six I was like, oh shit, that was really really far <laughs> and, I mean it was like at the at the first at the first time I was thinking oh shit that's that's crazy on the second the second time I, I I talked, okay, shit, it was uh, close to the world record, and yeah, but after that I was still happy uh, I think nobody threw it that far in, in the closed stadium with uh, with no wind and mm -hmm. um so yeah, it was. Well, it was a really nice day. Yeah, absolutely. And was it because you also had a ninety-four something in that competition, right? Was that was 90, that before the, the, or the after? Throw, 
that this uh, this row after the third attempt was the 97 and then the fourth attempt i was throwing 94 84 and the fifth attempt the 89 something like that um yeah i mean the the, the fourth throw was was really good but was uh i watched the video and he said yeah he, he was slippering a little bit and i was like oh fuck because the, <laughs> if, if i compare the fourth and the third throw it was like on the first row i was like running really really easily and i was not getting the the the, the all the power mm -hmm. was like like i don't know throwing throwing a dart and not throwing a javelin it was right. like i don't give a sh i don't give a fuck what's <laughs> what's what's yeah um i mean after 97 uh you just you just try of course you just try to uh to to improve a bit more but it's i mean <laughs> in those distances it's, it's so hard to oh yeah uh, to to go um to the run-up and say no i'm throwing over 98 it's yeah exactly like, like you've said even when you released it out of your hand and saw it land you didn't even know it was 97 it's like you just never know with something like that once you make that huge jump it's like who i don't think anyone would have guessed that like he's just going to surpass 95 and 96 completely not throw either of those and almost get to 98 yeah. that's just just insane and like that goes to show what you were saying earlier too about those margins for error and different things is like the first couple throws were not even over 90 then you hit boom 97 like you must have just whatever you did there was perfect or better than the other ones and then you get the 94 again but it's just like yeah. that goes to show like how how variant uh the sport can be yeah, I mean, but I think it was good um, to um, to throw that far in the fourth attempt as well. Um, oh yeah, just to show that it, that it was uh, that the ninety seven was not like um, like a, a yeah fluke. just one throw. yeah a lucky one yeah, yeah exactly like Back, backed it up like yeah. that for sure. And obviously you'd thrown ninety four before, but to do it that again in the same even better in the same competition like you said, people are gonna that's probably going to be like one of the best throws ever that nobody remembers because it was just so fast yeah. by 97 it's like Definitely. wow this and was incredible is, <laughs> yeah and there's no there's no video at all in the, the internet. Um, yeah they, they probably just cut the cameras off and like we're good we got the good one for the day no, nothing else yeah, you get. <laughs> do you want to talk about i guess you talked about it a little bit earlier about just like the injuries you've battled throughout your career and just how you handle dealing with those. Obviously you said you had that surgery uh, on the foot and you were having the, uh, the shots uh, to help avoid pain, but maybe other injuries you've had or just like advice you have for dealing with uh, injuries. Um, I, yeah, I think that the, um, the problem was, was not only the, um, um, or the, the my, my my physical situation was not the, the only problem um, in 2018 and 19. It was also um, the um, mental proper the, the mental problem because of my mom and because of, mm -hmm. because of my um, um, family situation and um, yeah um, in 2019 I was like. Um, Okay, Johannes, you know, um, you you didn't you didn't or you 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 couldn't train uh, that much. Uh, you couldn't throw uh, that much in training because of your left feet. Um, but I was pretty sure um, the whole time that I'm still able to throw over ninety, and that I'm still able to to get for a medal in um, 
in Doha. So um, I just trusted my 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 potential and um, yeah. Um, the best thing I think after 2019 uh, was the the rehab after the surgery that I had a lot a lot of time to to think about my life to think about the sports um, to getting some rest for the body and yeah um, I fixed a lot also uh, I fixed a lot uh, in my own mentality and um, yeah I was not. Um, really surprised um or shocked about the restriction um of the coronavirus this year um i was just like okay it's the situation is is how it is um you can't change it you just can change your own goals so um i said okay there are no olympics this year so i said three smaller goals uh, for myself um, like throwing over 90 getting uh, uh, the, the German championship title and uh, being uh, the world leader in, in the men's javelin and yeah after the third competition in Turku I yeah got all of the of my of my smaller goals and yeah then I was thinking about okay uh you're in a really good mood you're in a really good flow um the body is healthy um especially the left uh, the, the left ankle the left feet is is going really really good and uh anything works together now enjoy the season um having some fun and uh, try to improve try to throw um um yeah more and more um over 90 and yeah so yeah it's in in this year anything comes together better mentality and um i was uh in a, in a really good the body was in a really good mood uh and in really good shape and i was healthy uh but yeah that that are the key facts why i was throwing that far this year Right, and, and that's what I was going to say. It was probably the main importance was just like, okay, make sure you stay healthy this whole season. If you get a healthy season, then you're set up for the next year. Obviously, the javelin progress was outstanding, but then also like the, the personal progress, as you mentioned, with health, both physical and mental, in different ways, like setting you up for not just, wow, this is like the best year, like having a better year next year or getting even those goals. And, or the, the bigger goals are the ones when hopefully everything is somewhat back to normal or, or at least close to it. Uh, compared to what it's like right now but it's nice to break it down as you said into different ways and improve all those facets as like a, a complete well-rounded thrower and not just like be a javelin robot and just worry about the distance like you you improve so many other things uh, that go into being a great thrower yeah. as well yeah yeah definitely um it, it was in the 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 improvement um i mean also um, about the, your the, the improvement of your of your own personality of your own mentality. Um, it was nice to see um, how that improved um, in this way this year. It was um, uh, something I can really um, build up um, also the upcoming years. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry if I was a little delayed. I have uh, the mic muted because they're literally still outside cutting the oh, you're literally out by the window. I don't know how much grass. There's not that much grass out there. It's crazy. But uh, <laughs> transitioning to uh, something more fun and light, I guess, 
what what are some of your just like interests and hobbies outside of the javelin like if you have an off day of training there's no no training or anything like that what would be an ideal day obviously you, you probably enjoy training as well but like no training involved what is an ideal day uh in your life yeah as i said at the beginning uh, i i have some some other projects uh, projects i have a lot of a lot to do uh, in our city parliament um i mean it depends but um usually i have to do uh, something um for that and yeah i mean uh, usually um also in the winter training i have a whole weekend off um or every week i have the, the weekend off so uh, this weekend i will go um yeah um for some some climb climbing so like for a longer walk uh, in, in in the forest and so i really enjoy the really enjoying the, the nature and uh, of course i'm really enjoying uh, to have time with my family and, and with my friends um yeah i think is the most important thing is um to get your energy especially for your mentality by by uh persons you love right absolutely and it, it's always important to have those things or those outlets outside of training that seems like every really elite thrower i've spoken to has always said that they have something else they really like doing as well or have different ways to get away from the thing because obviously in the sport that varies as much as we've talked about through this whole interview it's not always going to be yeah. be sunshine and roses or however, whatever however no. the saying goes it's there's plenty of times where it, it's tough <laughs> tough mentally and i've only had a very short career and not nearly as elite and I, I still have those same feelings so i can only imagine uh when you're a professional athlete what you're going through but having those outside things is definitely definitely important yeah yeah it's 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 uh really important and i mean especially in, in 2018 and 19 is it was quite tough to to understand other people um to talk with other people because i was yeah i was uh, the mentality was really really down it was yeah i was uh yeah the mood wasn't that good <laughs> in, in in those two years um and yeah it's I think that's uh, the, the 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 thing what makes me that strong this year. Uh, that really anything um, was coming together the the, the sports uh, life and your the, the and the private life. Um, it's uh, for me. It's really uh, important to find a good balance between both of them. And at least uh, sport is not the only thing. Right. Absolutely. So wrapping up here, who would you say is your favorite thrower of all time and why? <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a really, really difficult question. Um, I mean, when I was younger, I was looking up um, for Andreas and for, uh, for Taro. Um, in 2013, I had a competition in Dessau, uh, where I was throwing this year as well. And uh, uh, Andreas and Taro was in the, in the uh, there was in the competition as well and for me it was like whoa uh, <laughs> i'm i'm now 20 years old and i can i can throw with with uh, those two guys um and yeah i have a really good relationship to both of them um i'm i'm talking talking a lot of uh, with them and um it's really it's uh, for me they're they're of course like a kind of role models and and they're still a kind of role models uh, it doesn't matter that i'm that i'm that i'm throwing like 
really really uh, further than him. Than, than them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I like um, I like the attitude um, of uh, both of them. Um, they're really friendly and they're um, they're really open-minded and uh, yeah, if you can you can talk about um, everything with them. Um, but I, I think the my 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 biggest my biggest role model or my uh, the the role model in the javelin is my coach. It's, it's Boris. Um, we have the the same mentality. We have like um, uh, like uh, the, nearly the same body uh, con- constitution, and uh, I. I really like him as a coach, but uh, I like him uh, more and more uh, as a as a normal person. And he is like a second father for me. And um, yeah, it's uh, uh, it is that I'm learning a lot from him in um, in the sports and um, especially for the javelin. Um, but um, I learn a lot from him also um, uh, for the for the for the whole life, and yeah, it's uh, it's a really good thing, and I'm I'm really really happy um, that I can work with him. It's um, I could I wouldn't or I I couldn't uh, yeah wish me a better coach. Uh, when I when I got to that question, I was assuming that's what you say because I was like, oh, he might kill you if you say somebody else. But I don't know how it is like at all. But uh, it's awesome that you can have that type of relationship with your coach that you're just not like show up to practice, do your practice, and then it's like, all right, see ya. And then but you guys have that relationship where – and I just think that's the type of relationship that's going to build more success even if he doesn't yeah. – even if he did the same exact training plan but you guys didn't really like each other that much and it was strictly business compared to if you did the exact same training plan with that buy-in with the person because you trust them and you have different uh, feelings towards them just as a human being. That's uh, obviously like ideal and any athlete would wish for that. So the fact that you have that, I I can easily see you continuing to improve just because it's like having that buy-in is just so, so important. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially with Boris. I mean, as a as a former javelin thrower, as a former professional athlete, um, of course. I mean, anybody is different in in in, uh, in their own ways. But um, yeah, um, as you said, um, if you if you, um, I mean, I'm I'm I know Boris now. I know Boris now for for. Uh, uh like six or seven years and um we um went together through all um through yeah through a lot of through a lot of um, difficult situations and but also uh, we had um so many things uh to to celebrate and yeah it's uh I can't explain it with better words. It's, uh, right. it's. I think, um, yeah. Yeah, that's enough said. Yeah, I completely understand yeah. it. 
uh, so happy for you that you can have that because like I said, that's just so important, especially as you're getting to the level you're at. It's like if someone's throwing 50 meters, there's a lot of people that could probably get them to 60. But when you're throwing 94 to 97, hoping to get to 100 and really at that level, it's like you got to gotta have it pretty much all set up perfectly. So uh, glad to have that for you. Uh, and yeah, yeah and I mean, from, go ahead. Yeah. I think that the, for me, the best thing is to that I'm throwing uh, so much further than Boris. I think it, that's the best <laughs> thing in the training because because anybody 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 knows who's the who's who's the chief in the training. You know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Obviously, this is the one one of the ones that everybody has been hounding me about. I get messages asking for better. When are you going to do better? Like they've all been wanting it. So to be able to make everybody's uh, hopes come true, man, I, I really appreciate it. And it was just an awesome interview. And like before I, I got on, uh, one of my friends was like, are you excited, nervous, whatever? And I was just like, I mean, when I first started, I would, would get really nervous. But now it's like when I talk to people, like as the interviews have gone on, it's just like everybody that I interview has been awesome. And they're basically just, no, they're normal people that just happen to throw his stick really far like it's never been like that so I, like I just get excited for it now like I don't feel like any any pressure and as I say that I'm probably going to mess up horribly in one of the future <laughs> ones but uh, for right now I feel like I did a pretty good job and I just like it, it's just you do everybody's normal man Every, like all the people listening like yeah better was mean, exactly like on on the recording he was exactly like that off the recording like he, he's as, as normal as it gets yeah, I mean, I mean, um, especially if, if you're talking uh, about things you really love, if you're talking about sports, if you, if you, especially in, in in our case, if if you're talking about javelin, it's like, yeah, like a bit like a small family, you know. Um, and um, I mean, yeah, you did a great job. And <laughs> I think, I, I mean, for me, I'm I'm more nervous because I have to I have to speak English, and I'm not used to, <laughs> yeah. to speak English like uh, every every day and. Uh, for for me, it's really tough to 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 have the the German words to explain it really really good, right. and then you have <laughs> yeah. to, to take the English words and you just can explain it like like the yeah. person. Or, um, but so I think I was more nervous than than, than you. Yeah. Were. yeah, and I give yeah. all the international people be like insane levels of credit for coming on and speaking as well as they do because I I don't I mean obviously there's a couple times where there's words but it's like other than that it's like I would be horrible if i was trying to speak whatever i the only language i can speak a, a little bit is just because i took some in school is like spanish but if i had to do a spanish podcast like i would be speaking below elementary level like the fact that you're able to speak as well as you do not yeah. a problem at all like it, it sounded great so uh no yeah. worries <laughs> yeah so but thanks thanks a lot scott i really appreciate it and was uh yeah it was a really yeah. nice podcast thanks a lot yeah awesome thank you Keep you around, swear to God I'm not gonna switch on your hoe